Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. So we're going to talk about divine healing this morning, and we're going to just kind of give you an introduction for Tuesday. I want to encourage everybody, you can come for free on Tuesday nights, so you don't want to get a foundation. Amen? Remember what Pastor said. He said, whatever you do for, at the beginning of 2020 is going to set a precedence for the rest of the year. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Third John, chapter 1. Third John, chapter 1. And now, don't forget, we are taking a team to the Dominican Republic in June of 2021. So, um, I know that Pastor Marie is going to be, once she gets back, she'll be sending out applications for that. Um, it is going to be on a first-come, first-served basis. Praise God, and since we love you, we'll give you first dibs on that. Take a leap of faith. Come on a trip. It's going to be amazing. And maybe doing uh, two crusades this year for sure. One in June, we're going to go to a smaller city with another pastor friend of mine, Pastor Omero. He asked us if we could come and do a small crusade for him. We're going to do that. And we're also praying about and seeking the Lord about going to Ethiopia in November to do a crusade. So um, we have some guest ministers coming. We have Daniel King is going to be here in a few weeks. Um, we have Kevin and Annie Durant going to be coming twice this year. Um, and we're probably going to have Richard and Rhonda Moore for a Word and Spirit conference. So we gotta, we're geared up, man. Gearing up for good things. And uh, don't let other people miss out on what God wants to do in their lives. It's going to be a phenomenal year. 3 John, verse 1, verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things, somebody say all things, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Now, isn't that interesting? God is a conditional God. He has his part, we have our part. God never fails in his part. Amen. We fall short, and that's the reason why we have grace and we have mercy. Because God's grace is God's ability to overcome. And his mercy is that we're not judged to the degree that we should be judged. There's mercy there. Can you say amen? And I like grace and mercy. How many need grace? How many need mercy? So therefore, sometimes we have to sow grace and mercy to others to reap grace and mercy. Amen. Yeah, you have to sow grace and mercy to someone else so that in your time of need, you have grace and mercy. Right? So he says, I wish above all things, or I desire above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Seemingly, Satan will attack two areas of your life. Your finances and your health. Isn't that right? I remember Brother Hagin said that he had to meditate on a regular basis on prosperity and healing. And it's the same thing with you and I. We have to meditate on prosperity and healing. It's kind of hard in the society that we live because we live in such a fast-paced society and there's undue pressure upon us. So sometimes we forget. That's the reason why Hebrews chapter 2 says we should take the most earnest heed to those things which we hear lest at any time we let them slip and we can let things slip come on hello on a regular basis on a daily basis we can let things slip i mean did anybody forget something today maybe you had to turn around and go back to your house 
Or did you, like, you're halfway to church and you're like, oh, my gosh, well, I'll get it later or something like that. How many times you walk out the door and you forgot your wallet? Hey, hallelujah. Carrie's testifying. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, we let it slip. I mean, I almost walked out the door and left my sermon on my dresser. As a matter of fact, my intentions were to leave, and I thought, no, I need to go back in there, and, you know, and I almost forgot my Bible, my sermon, and everything. I was like, well, thank God, because, you know, I, I went to go get a hanger, another handkerchief. And then I said, oh, well, thank you, Jesus, and took my sermon off my dresser. I like, I can't leave home without that, you know. Yeah, so, so, so many times we let things slip. How many times do we let the word slip in our life? Especially when it comes to the area of healing, sometimes we don't put a gospel pill. We take Advil. Come on, hello, somebody. And listen to me, I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. God created that anyway. But also, a gospel pill is much better than Advil. Can you say Amen. So you take a gospel pill while you're taking Advil, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to go to the doctors because the doctor can pinpoint what the issue is, and you can say, okay, doc, thank you very much. Now you know where to direct your faith. Many ministers would have been living today if they wouldn't just ignored their symptoms and would have got checked out because God gave the doctors knowledge. Watch this. Doctors don't heal. They aid in the process of healing. Jesus heals. He makes whole. Can you say amen? And we have a right to use that name and invoke his scripture in our healing. Because he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Now, prosperity is not just limited to your bank account. Prosperity in your marriage, prosperity in your relationships, prosperity in your business. Prosperity touches every area of your life. Come on, hello, somebody. You can actually be a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy person and have a poverty mentality. I remember Dr. Rodney telling of the story of a very wealthy businessman. He walked in, had a, had a $2,200 suit on, had $500 pair of you know, shoes on, had a Rolex watch, and he's sitting there, and he, he just looks the epitome of success. But come to find out later, the man needed a quarter of a million dollars by Monday morning, or he was going to lose everything. So it doesn't matter if you got a $5,000 Rolex watch on or $1,200 pair of shoes or a $2,200 suit. If you need a quarter of a million dollars, what is that? So prosperity is not just limited to finances. Prosperity in your marriage, prosperity in your relationships. And he says here, I wish or I desire above all things. What does that mean? All things. That you prosper and you be in health. We, we understand that Steve Jobs, you know, I guess he was, what, 40-something years old. He's the creator of Apple. And I guess he died of cancer at a very young age. Multi, 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 multi-billionaire. Died at 40 years old. I guess none of his money really made a difference. I mean, he kind of got the best of the best of the best. Cancer specialists, cancer doctors, all the treatments and everything of this modern technology. And he still died. At 40. So what profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he loses? He loses. So that's the reason why the writer put in here, I wish above all things, or I desire above all things, that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Number one, is it God's will for us to be healed? The answer is yes. It's God's will. In the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 through 42, it says this, And there came a leopard to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and said, I will be thou made whole. 
or be thou clean. You have to understand that God, He requires certain approaches. He requires certain approaches. God requires protocol. He was very specific to Moses in making the likeness of the temple of heaven here on earth. He said, you will make it this amount of dimensions. You will take this cloth. You will take that cloth. You will put this many stitches in it. You will do it like this. You will mold this. You will mold that. He gave him total dimensional protocol on how to make the temple. And then he gave the priest specific rules and regulations and protocol on how to offer sacrifices, what elements are to be used in sacrifices and to be made holy, what garments are to be worn, how they're to be worn, how they're to be made. But because of a rebellious nature of human beings due to the fall of Adam and Eve, that rebellious nature that's in us, we buck against protocol. And the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of what? Witchcraft, which is control and manipulation. So you may be used of the devil if you're trying to control and manipulate to get your own way. It is of the devil. Bind that suck. Tell the devil to go to hell because that's where he needs to go. The Bible's very clear, very clear about rebellion. There is actually protocol in heaven right now. Hallelujah. There's an order in heaven. Jesus is the captain of the host. You are soldiers in the Lord's army. Come on now. So there is a divine order the way God set up. Now, isn't it interesting here? You see that the leper came, and the first thing that he did was what? He bowed. Protocol in England, when you come before royalty, what are you supposed to do? The first thing, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Now, in Western America, we may not understand a theocracy. You see, you and I are part of a theocracy. We are not a part of a democracy. We believers don't get a vote in the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. We don't get a vote. It's the king's way or the highway. Come on. So we don't quite understand the theocracy, but that's part of the kingdom that you are a part of. I'm sorry. On the Sabbath day in heaven, ain't nobody sleeping in. Michael or Gabriel's coming knocking on your mansion door. Hey, it's time to get up. We're going to church. Who's preaching? Jesus is. Oh, I heard him yesterday. Gabriel will come and give you the message, and if you don't get out of your bed, Michael's going to come and force it. Praise God. Amen. You're going to get the message. Oh, I don't feel like going to camp meeting. I'm too tired. Oh, really? Who is it? It's Gabriel. Time to come to the meeting. Oh, I don't feel like it. Go away. Go away. Go away. Michael's coming. Okay, I'll get dressed. Praise God. Amen. I'll be, I'll be ready. God, God has protocol. How you approach the throne, how you approach will determine the blessing. Because all of a sudden, and you read about it, even Jairus, whose daughter had died, he was a priest, he was a Pharisee. What did he do? Fell down before Jesus at his feet and worshipped him in front of everybody. And for a Pharisee or a Sadducee to do that, his whole reputation. Why? Well, he was desperate. Come on, hello, somebody. He was desperate. His daughter, his daughter had died. Jesus, my God, come, please. Come to my house. Come, come. You know what Jesus will say? I will. I will. Why is that? Because here's another principle. Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved with love. Is love the motivator for forgiveness? Is love the conqueror of bitterness? Is love the overcomer of offense? And you have the love of God on you, on the inside. Because Romans 5, 5 says, the love of God is shed in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You just have to bring it up and out. I just have a hard time loving somebody. I have a hard time loving them. I just can't love them. Eh, wrong. Romans 5, 5 says, you have the love of God shed or brought in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You just have to let it dominate. Love conquers all. You have difficulty in loving people. 
read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8 for the entire year. I guarantee you by the end of the year, you will be dominated by love and there will be no weapon of offense, no weapon of bitterness, no weapon of anger that will come against you at all. If you're having marital difficulties, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it is not self-seeking, it is not self-boasting. You walk by love towards your spouse, in one year you start confessing over yourself that I love, joy, peace. Man, I feel the anointing. Peace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You just take that gospel throughout the entire year, you won't be the same. Your relatives won't think you don't look at you different. Your spouse will say, my God, there's something different about you. You're not the same person. What have you been doing in secret? I said, I've been seeking the Lord in secret. I've been quoting over myself my bad behavior. I've been crucifying my flesh. I've been taking up the cross daily. And you are not shouting me down. I'm, t- I'm crucified. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And by his stripes. I am healed. So it is the will of God. It is the will of God that we walk in divine healing. Luke chapter 5, verse 12 through 14 says this. While he was one of the towns, there came a man full, covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to cure me and make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately leprosy left him. And Jesus charged him, go, don't go tell anybody until you go and to show yourself to the priest and make an offering of your purification as Moses commanded for a testimony and a proof to the people that there may be evidence of your healing. So it's okay. If you are in a healing service and you get prayer and you feel good in your body, especially if a doctor says you have this, go back to that doctor and get a clean bill of health testimony. Come on, hello, somebody. It's okay to go back to the doctor and say, I'm feeling much better and all that kind of stuff. Can I just get checked out? Listen, if, you, if the doctor says you need to schedule for surgery, go and get prayer. These things will continue to manifest stronger and stronger and stronger as the sands of the hourglass go faster and faster and faster. And the blessing of heaven will come quicker and come quicker. What do you got to do? Stay in the game. Stay in the, don't fall out. Stay with the word and stay with the spirit. The greatest battle that you'll fight for 2020 until Jesus comes or you die, the greatest battle will not be Satan, will not be God, you. It'll be you. You have to overcome you. We have to overcome ourselves. I'm not, I'm not trying to negate feelings and I'm not trying to negate emotion. Those are real. But you put enough of the word in you and you quote enough of the word and you don't let these things slip and you apply them to your life, you will be an overcomer. Hello. And you will have a testimony and not a testimony. Can you say amen? And you will stand up and declare the word of the Lord. Look what he's done for me. Amen. Just keep on going. You have to have that spirit. I will not be defeated and I will not quit. I will not be defeated, and I will not quit. You just keep on going. If you can apply this one little thing, I will not make a decision based upon the season I'm in right now. Because usually a season that you're in, especially when it's chaotic, I refuse to make a decision in this chaotic season because that chaotic season will pass. And you will face some chaotic seasons this year every year you face something but you won't make a bad decision and just man swallow that one and just put it and let it mull around on the inside just pause for a brief second 
Don't make an emotional decision. Don't make a decision out of anger, out of resentment, out of unforgiveness, out of offense, out of bitterness. Don't do it. Grab a hold of yourself. Step out of your body if you need to. Look at the circumstances and go, wow, okay, I ain't making a decision right now. Number two, be careful what you say this year. The Bible says that in the last day, harvester will overtake the sower. Harvester will overtake the sower. So in other words, you make a declaration out of your mouth, out of anger, out of hurt, you may reap that sucker within days. If it is true that the harvest is going to overtake the sow, it may be a boomerang in your life. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. The abundance of the heart. Whatever's in there is going to come out. And if you're saying things repetitively, then there's a root. Recognize the root. If you keep repeating yourself over and over again because of a situation, and you're doing it out of anger or out of hurt, or out of offense, I'm trying to help y'all really launch in 2020 because this counts, this counts for all of us, all of us in the room, all of us. I'm preaching to the preacher. So the words that you say are very powerful, and they will begin to produce even quicker. And that can be prosperity, that can be your job, that can be what your declaration, what your declarations. We'll be coming out with some declarations for this year. We'll be passing it out to everybody like we do every year. So we're in the process of putting that together right now. But your declarations will begin to produce even quicker. So be very careful what you say, especially in anger. It's better not said. It's better just to walk out of the room. Oh, hallelujah. It's better just to close the door, calm down, lest something be said that you have to repent of. Peter denied Jesus three times. Jesus nullified it by asking Peter three questions. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Come on, hello somebody. Amen. So your words are very powerful. There is life and death in the power of your tongue. Be careful that you're not digging up the foundation that you have built for years. Oh, hallelujah. You have blood, sweat, tears. Look where you were five years ago and look where you're at today. Don't dig up your... Oh, hallelujah. I'm, this is the Holy Ghost today. I'm just going to tell you. Don't dig up your foundation by the words of your mouth. Don't be a person who is tearing your own house down. It's taken you years to get to where you're at spiritually right now. Years. It's taken years. Years to get where you're at. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what the Word and the Spirit has done in your life. Always and be grateful for the people that are coming to your life that have helped you run your race. Remember them. Marie and I, Pastor Marie and I, we've been asking, actually thanking people that have been in our past. Thank you so much. Thank you. Send them a little Facebook message. Just want to say thank you for sowing into our lives. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. Even the ones that it was really tough. Even the ones that was really tough and I didn't agree with them, didn't like them or whatever. But you know what? That had nothing to do with them. Had everything to do with me. This is okay. You can, right this moment in time, it can be all about you at this moment. It's all about me. I had recently contacted somebody that really hurt Pastor Marie and I. Do you know the funny thing is? They thought we really hurt them. And so this person contacted me and I, well, I contacted them first and then they contacted back. And they said, may God tremendously bless you and Pastor Marie in 2020. And I said, may the Lord bless you a thousand times more and your entire family in 2020. Love you, love you. Got to get it right. Listen, it's not do as I say and don't do as I do. Hello, I got to do the same, the same a thing, the same a thing. Clean slate. Clean, 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 clean. New day, new season, new chapter of the book in my life has been opened. The page is yet to be written. Come on, hello somebody. Start out clean. Forgiveness. Any bitterness, any anger. If I need to ask for forgiveness, I'll, I will humble myself. Imagine, humble. 
I, my God, is that a five-letter word? <laughs> Humility? I will humble myself before the mighty hand of the Lord. And guess what happens? He'll lift you up. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. He'll make you well. Amen. I even asked the Lord, please forgive me if I pushed myself to the point that I haven't been feeling well. Satan can't get you to compromise in sin then he'll drive you. And God is not in being driven. You drive cattle, you lead sheep. Amen. And little sheep can't run like cattle because they got little legs. <laughs> so if Satan can't get you to compromise and sin, then he'll begin to drive you. I don't know what it is about being in your 50s, but I guess you start thinking about the woulda, shoulda, coulda. Okay, so those of you that have not yet yet 50, just come and talk to the 50-year-olds and we'll try to help you get past what you seem to get past. And you begin to evaluate and things like that. And then sometimes if you're not very careful about having balance in your life, you'll try to make up what you thought you should have been doing. Amen. I told my own father, my, my dad up in Michigan, who was in the Marine Corps for like 22 years. I said, Dad, you know what? I wish I would have been in the military, at least for two years. It's mandatory in Israel. When you graduate high school, you go to military school for two years, and then you can go into college or whatever you got to do. My dad said, well, I wish we could implement that here. I said, oh, man, there would be a riot. Pass a law that everybody in high school has got to go to military for two years. I wish I would have started jujitsu many years ago. Yeah, I wish I would have did that many years ago. It's the most amazing martial art. So you've got to be very careful that you don't get into that. No, the direction is forward. The Bible says when you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. You just keep on going. But those that are behind you, you can help the best that you can. So we can see from Scripture clearly the, it's the will of the Father for us to walk in divine health. The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good, and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God is with him. You have to understand that the devil oppresses, depresses, and puts sickness and disease upon people. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So yes, God wants you to live the more abundant life. He is not holding you back from living the abundant life. And if you're going to spend your life in this life, Make sure it's for the kingdom of God. We, we are spending our lives every single day for the advancement of God's kingdom on this earth while we'll have time to do it. So it is the will of God for you to be healed. So this is an introduction. There is so much more we could talk about, but come on Tuesday nights. We'll pick it back up on Tuesday. But why don't you stand to your feet right now? We're going to make some declarations. Why don't you just lift your hands toward heaven, if you would, please, and begin to say this after me. I declare in Jesus' name, my body is healed and whole. I declare in Jesus' name, 2020 will be the best year yet. I declare in Jesus' name, I'm an overcomer of all situations. I declare in Jesus' name, my finances will increase in 2020. I declare in Jesus' name, I will not forget to be a doer of the word. I declare in Jesus' name, I am victorious over every circumstance, over every situation, over every season. I overcome the enemy in Jesus' name. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. I'm blessed in my house. I'm blessed with my children. I'm blessed in my job. I'm blessed in my business. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. 
I'm healed. I'm set free. The blood of Jesus, the covenant, the new covenant is for me. I am with the I am. The I am lives in me. Greater is he that lives in me, that lives in the world. Thank you, Father. I bless you, Father. I decree, Father, that this is my year. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen and amen. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week. And remember, the best is yet to come.